Hey, you magnificent soul. Welcome to the Real Raw Mama podcast and the fifth dimension where all truths are received with an open heart and all possibilities are available to us. It's always now. For those who are new to our channel, Raw stands for respecting the one in all, acknowledging that everyone and everything is perfect in the present moment while welcoming life on its precise terms and conditions, which as you know, can be one of the most challenging things that we learn how to do, which is lovingly borrowed from Matt Kahn's book, Everything is Here to Help You, a masterpiece that truly inspired me to reopen my heart and remember who I am. In this episode, I get real and raw with my friend and inspiration, infinity a confidant she's not here for bitch sessions she is a vault here to open your awareness and mind a wild animal do not put her in a cage she will find a way to escape truth seer she sees the limitless truth of you magic maker opening for the impossible to be possible she did have an awakening from brain surgery cosmic transducer bringing through messages and guidance to evolve the physical world. Radical honesty, calling forward to the light, the bullshit that's fed to us everywhere, keeping many miserable and stuck in lack and fear. Intuitive synthesizer, guide to remembering the infinite of you. And mother to the most vivacious and spicy 11-year-old daughter, no big deal, just raising our future. This is probably my favorite bio ever. We had so much fun in this deeply insightful, very raw chat about how the journey of being a mother allows you to have empathy for your own mother and how she mothered you. Self-care is a must. You are only as good to others as you are to yourself. Allowing yourself to express rage in a safe space so that you can release it without harming others. How to be unapologetically you by stripping away all the social conditioning and familial trauma. Comparison is the thief of joy. How the good mom archetype is a trap. And how emotions get stored in the body when no, when not fully felt and released and can cause dis-ease. I feel so happy and grateful that you are joining us. Please enjoy. Well, welcome, Miss Infinity. I can't believe, uh, or I can believe, uh, you're you're here. Yeah, I'm excited. Welcome to Real Raw Mama. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh yeah, to, to chat with you. I am really excited to hear your take on the mother wound. And so, the first question I ask all my guests is: When you hear the words "mother wound," where do you feel that in your body? How does it make you feel and what does that mean to you? So in this moment right now, I'm actually feeling it like in my yoni, which is interesting because I usually feel it more like near my heart. So right now it's, it's in a different place and I have been transitioning. Um, I don't want to say transitioning, but I've been working with it a lot um, in like remothering myself, mothering my child um, okay. So the first question was, where do I feel it in my body? And what was the second part? How, 
how does that make you feel? And and I also realize we also both realize like nothing makes you feel any particular way, but there's a certain emotion that I'm sure comes up as a result of like mm-hmm. hearing those words or that phrase. Yeah. yeah. So last night you had given me a little like tips to what we were going to be talking about. And when, when I heard you say them last night, I felt a tightness in my chest and like a shutdown and like, fuck, I can't talk about that. I don't want to hurt <laughs> feeling shit. My mom and I have been doing so much work. I don't want to talk about the mother wound, you know? So like I had a shutdown moment. And then today I was like, actually after that moment, I went, moved through it. And I was like, no, no, this is like, this isn't necessarily, um, this is a beautiful topic and something that I've personally journeyed with so much that, um, in this moment, I'm, I'm so grateful that this is an open, honest conversation because there was so much time in my life where just even my own journey of being a mother, um, there was so much pain and suffering and no, not the conversation like we're having today. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't have access to that. It was interesting that you said that you immediately felt like you didn't want to talk about it because I have another friend, Amanda, coming on soon and she, we had met up for something and she said the same thing. She's like, I'm just afraid that what if my mom listens to it? And, and yeah, it's like, if you haven't had these hard conversations with your mom yet, then yeah, there is a lot of fear around it. Totally. And my mom and I have been journeying this, like since I was a tween (laughs) and both been doing our own work and coming together and apart and together and apart. And we actually had just had a beautiful weekend together. It was super healing because COVID kind of, it brought us together and then pulled us apart again. Um, But we came back together and I just was able to help her move this last weekend. And we embraced and loved on each other. And just, it was such a um, cool experience to watch this journey with my mom and I, as, as we, um, as we both heal and evolve. And so is there a particular story either with your mother or for you as a mother that really embodies this wound in your life or as you see it on the planet? Yeah, I think I'll go personal. Um, we, I mean, I think it would be like my journey with my mom. And so <clears throat> I'm like, which part do I start at? I'm like, do I go to birth or no? I think, (laughs) I think I'll go like beyond that, (laughs) but it started at birth. Um, so we had a very tumultuous, like, uh, teen years and my parents divorced and, um, my mom and I fought a lot and I ended up living with my dad, I think by 12. Um, and she and I just had, um, we couldn't find our, our way together. And I remember being in my 12 year old, then not 12 year old, but, you know, moving through my teens, being very judgmental, being very resentful, being very, um, critical, hard on her looked at it only through my experience. Um, and the healing part came, I mean, multiple parts of healing through my own self-realization process, but majorly when I had my own daughter. Um, and there's been some big momentous moments where I've been in it. She's my daughter's 11 now where she and I have been like 
at it, like head to head, like, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. Like, I want to kill my child. (laughs) I could throw her out of the car. I could say names (laughs) to her, like all of these things, you know, I felt and then take me back to my experience with my mom. And I'm like, oh, she's a human, Oh, Oh." (laughs) you know? So there's just these parts through my own journey as a mother that really made me understand my mom that brought us closer together that had us having conversations and stuff um that really were like just these uh aha moments for me and I think too if I hadn't have had I I probably similar to you as all experiences in life all challenges and things at some point I find the blessing in them I find the lesson sometimes it's not immediately sometimes it's a decade later but Um, but I'm definitely in that process. Well, have been in it, you know, of, of uncovering the real blessing in it. Well, yeah, that actually leads into my next question, but I also wanted to sort of mention too, that on my own personal journey as a mother, I can now in all the moments of rage that I have felt at not getting any sleep every night and cleaning up endless messes and chaos. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, that's why my mother had so much rage and it doesn't make it right. Right. I mean, we're not here to really talk about what's wrong or right, but it's more just like I have empathy and an understanding and a compassion that I never had before. Totally. And I think what we have now, well, we have a different awareness and we're in a different era where this is a conversation now where, how do we support ourselves? Self-care, putting yourself first, all of these things are things that, that is uh, not looked, not looked down upon, you know, it's like, we know that this is necessary. And, and I think through all of our journeying or through all my journeying, like I've, I've learned through those lessons and how, you know, one of my sayings since I I've been a single mom since the start was I'm only as good to others as I am to myself. So if I'm not taking care of, myself, you know, my nervous system, my body, my mind, all of those things and my emotions, a lot of my emotions, like you said, the rage piece was huge for me. Um, where can I, where can I release those feelings to where they don't, uh, hurt anyone unintentionally, you know? Right. Yeah. And that is really what it is. It is coming into parenting with a new level of awareness that I don't think humanity has necessarily seen very much of until now right so I think it's it's exciting and and it's it's also very daunting (laughs) to really face those emotions and that's why I hope to provide this space because it's not about pointing fingers to blame shame or judge or talk about how we're victims or anything like that it's really like how can we talk about this and shine a light on it so that everyone can be seen and heard and then how can we heal this together? Totally. Well, that, what you just said is actually like my life's work. And because of my childhood and upbringing, I had made anger and rage bad. I had made them not okay and not okay emotion to feel, express. I, in my mind, they hurt people and were dangerous. And so instead of feeling many of my emotions, I stored them in my body. And by the time I was, and I had chronic health issues in high school and in college, and I was always on a like 
what's a more of a like holistic path. I wanted to know what was underneath all of this. And so I was, I was, you know, uh, a seeker still am, you know, learning, learning myself. And in the last six months, I would say, well, I found many healing modalities, but in the last six months, um, I've created my own, um, somatic movement experience. It's called loud where you came, you came with, yeah, yeah, where (laughs) it's, um, I pick a particular energetic and this last one was rage and we have loud music. Um, it's an, uh, a safe environment for you to feel for you to, sh- for you to like share your voice, for you to scream, if you need to cry, if you need to say things, if you need to, um, and held in a very, very, um, safe container. And so that like this came through me through my own, if you want to call it sacred wound. And it just feels now that I get to hold that space for these emotions, since I've come to such an understanding and honoring of all emotions within myself, being able to hold this container for other people to feel in a safe environment is, um, I feel like I feel so honored. I fucking love it. (laughs) No, I love it. I think it's beautiful because I honestly, I could not even think of anyone else doing something similar, at least not that I'm aware of in my, my vicinity. Yeah. So I think it's really, really powerful work. And that actually is kind of what leads to the next question is what is the gift that, what are the gifts along your journey that have allowed you to receive your personal journey, all its ups and its downs as a gift in and of itself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say my childhood <laughs> and the tumultuous nature of it. Um, we were called the loud family growing up. Um, we were just, I mean, it was, I have a brother and a sister, like that was our nickname. Um, and I see, I don't see it as a negative. Like I see that as a, like, we were living life out loud. Right. (laughs) Um, and so I would say, you know, my childhood was definitely a gift and has definitely, um, created who I am and the healings that, um, that I've needed. Um, next probably in line would be single parenthood. Um, so that was 11 years ago. I started that journey as a single parent and that really, I've always, I have had this capability within myself to always see the choice in any hardship that I could choose the path of victimhood, or I could choose the path of empowerment, learning from this, you know, that doesn't mean that there wasn't hard times and that I didn't feel sad and victimized at times, but I always knew it was a choice. Um, and then probably most recently would be, um, brain surgery. And then actually most recently, the, the, the most recent is, um, losing my business and then my, uh, I don't want to call them triumphs. They haven't been my shitty path in the corporate world and trying to fit into this masculine corporate, uh, horribly toxic environment and trying to contort myself to like fit into this box and, um, and just, and realizing that's not really my true path. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is, I mean, that's the thing. It's always the, 
the things that felt most challenging in the moment that seems seem to be our greatest teachers. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like you want to give your child like the best curated life possible, but then it's like they got to have the things to help them learn, I guess, like we did. Totally. Well, I mean, I that's a really good point. Like I'm in the middle of of we're going to be moving and we're going to travel for a while and move out of country. And my 11 year old daughter is like, absolutely not. And, (laughs) and so in my mind, you know, you said curate their experiences and in my, and something that comes up for me too, is trying to save them from feeling pain. Like, I don't want her to hurt. I don't want to be the cause of her hurt. I don't want to be, you know, like, so while I know that that's, not possible. Like we live in this very infinite reality where I'm not in control of everything. Like I think I am sometimes. Ha ha ha. And um so I guess realizing I don't know really what my point was with that, but like although we are conscientious and aware now and we want to curate their experience as much as possible, like that really shit happens. And we also are living our lives for ourselves and our own soul's journey. Right. No, I, I love that. And all you can really do is be their safe space to land on, to always come back to, you won't be able to save them from all the things. Totally. Yeah. I actually call it that safe space part. I call it the mommy special because <laughs> we do offer this like big mama hug where they come in and they release in that safe space, some shit that might feel like they're projecting or might feel like, you know, like, oh my God, they're giving it to me in a special way. And I'm like, yeah, because you're their safe place where they're going to be loved unconditionally that they can freak the fuck out. They can tell you, I hate you. They can, you know, do all that stuff because you're safe. Wow. That's super beautiful. (laughs) I love that. Well, and I, I think as mothers, it can get hard to remember that you are that space because it does feel like you're being projected on and walked over and treated like a slave. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I think one Uh, of the best things I ever did for myself is because I was, I was always single mom from the start and always entrepreneur working for myself. And so I, I got myself help and support and I was like, even in, and if I had to pay for it. And one of the biggest things was having a house cleaner and a house cleaner would come like whatever I could afford once a month, every other week, every week, depending on how busy I was, because right. then kids make fucking messes. They make messes. And so then I wasn't so pissed every time I was cleaning mm. up like the day-to-day stuff. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, the house cleaner is coming on Monday, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's great. I love it. It is definitely the little things and finding out what those things are to you because everyone has different things that sort of Mm -hmm. light them up and make your day. But Mm -hmm. I love that. And so the next question is, how do you inspire light on the planet? What is your particular flavor? Through being, uh, what is the word? Unapologetically me. The more me I am, the more real I am, the more true I am, the more, um, yeah, just being as me as I possibly can and, and stripping away, like doing my own work and stripping away all that is not me, all of the societal beliefs, all of the um, familial lineage trauma, you know, just 
clearing, clearing, clearing my channel and myself so that I can fully be me is I think the biggest gift anyone can actually give to the world is, um, is their own healing. I love that. And I just, today, what we, excuse me, today I released an episode with uh, Mr. Kyle Mercer. I don't know, maybe you know him. He's Mm -hmm. here in the community, but talking about letting go of the myth of being a good mother. And I think that is often something that keeps our, like you were talking about clearing your channels that can often keep your channels very backed up in the world of being a mother. If you think that there is something called a good mother. I totally agree. Um, I had a teacher once who her saying was comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. And I totally have sat with that one because I feel like the good mother archetype or whatever is very antiquated. You know, I go back to like fifties in the kitchen with the apron, you know? Um, But then I go to um, like, at least in my own journey with myself of what a good mother is, I look outside of myself and I look to say friends or people, you know, you know, just like acquaintances, people out in your reality, in your world. And like, see the pick and choose the parts. So like in, I call it like a little like a comparison competition. Cause you could go either way. You could compare to someone whose life is looks completely different than yours in like a, a way that you desire, I guess. And right. you could look and you could place yourself so low down and be like, Oh, I feel so shitty about yourself. You know, I'm a terrible mom that mom bakes and cleans and <laughs> always looks perfect. And like, I'm fucking in my sweats actually below here. I am in my sweats. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I've got piles of laundry behind me. <laughs> you know, there's one either. <laughs> I set this up perfectly so no one could see it. Uh, that, but then in the same, in the same breath, you could choose and you could compare yourself the other way, like poor this person and they, this, and look at me. So like just a fucking trap that the good, the good mom archetype or, you know, is, is a fucking trap and there, it's not a real thing. Yeah. Whether good or bad. Yeah. There, it really is no, any anything in that regard. You're just a mother and you're doing the best you can in the moment that you're in with the tools that you've been given. (laughs) And your child chose you. Your child chose you. And so that's something that I had to come back to a lot as a single mom, because when my child's father first decided not to be a part of her life, I had so much fucking guilt, so much guilt, so much shame. I thought I had failed her. I thought I needed to go out and find her a father Mm. Um, which I did someone who, (laughs) I mean, I was, I found a man who was willing to come into our life and be like, yes, I'll be her dad. And I totally abandoned myself, my intuition, anything I had ever wanted or desired and found this man who was a, a good human with a big heart who did and still does really love her. But, um, it was a very, very unhealthy, unhealthy thing that I was doing just out of this, this shame and, and feeling. That's really interesting. Cause when you talk about the mother wound, I can often think of, you know, the wounds you pass on to our children by, you know, some women bring men into their children's lives that are either abusive or bad for them, or you have the other end of the spectrum where this 
you know, guy is really good for your child, but then you've completely lost who you are because you don't really, that's not working for you. And so you just have this person in your life just for your child. And so it's this wound that sort of goes both ways. Yeah. I was where you're abandoning yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. And when I, I mean, and I knew it from the beginning, like I could feel it in my throat and my chest, like, but I, I thought being a good mom meant that you also had a dad. Like I, I thought there was this, what is it called? Just like the unified family or something, you know? Oh yeah. Dad and the child, you know, I was like, do we have to have this? The whole, be whole, you know? And, and yeah, I really thought I had fucked her up straight from the start. I was like, shit, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of us, it's like, I don't know. It's always interesting when people, and I used to be this person that thought, well, you chose him. Like, you know, you chose this guy, you you had a kid with him. And now being on the other side of that, I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't really apply in any given moment. Somebody can always be change or be different. And you have no idea how anyone is really truly going to be from one moment to the next. So to hold someone else responsible for someone else's current behavior is just absurd. Yeah. Yeah. That part of we change is so true and I'm so grateful for it. (laughs) And I think that I honestly think that marriage is a somewhat antiquated system, like many of our other systems. Not that I don't believe that two people can have a union for a very long time, but I just think that many of these structures are, are have not evolved as humanity's awareness and consciousness uh, is evolving. Well, and that's what makes this time so interesting is because we've come here during like all these extreme shifts in polarity to sort of, I think, bring to light through our own lives, how, you know, uniquely beautiful each story is and how ever we thought it should be different. It is perfect exactly the way that it is. And it's not lacking in anything. It is such a great thing when you can get to that point, there's so much freedom in that belief right there. And, and while I, I would say that's usually my home place. I still have experiences in life and stuff that come up. That's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, for me, it's a, I would say a daily practice, but I would say in every moment, it's like a breath, like, okay. I have to remind myself. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's an ever ongoing process and journey. And so actually this kind of leads into the next question is if you could offer a statement of love to the world that inspires you on your own personal journey that really sort of embodies who you are and how you live in the world, what would it be? I, I'm hearing just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I mean, I get, I, I'm a fucking human and I feel all of my emotions. I go through all of the cycle. You know, I have a very strong emotional cycle and I think I'm 42 now. I'm, I'm watching my emotional cycle. I mean, I'm a cancer in, in human design. I have an emotional wave. I just, I'm very in touch 
I can feel very deeply. I'm highly empathetic. Um, I would say because of my own awareness and knowledge of emotions and um, just deep within myself to just, like I said, just keep swimming to, to, to roll. I don't know if it's roll, but to flow with, to flow with, with life because we never fucking know. Yeah. Be, what is it? There's a, I think there's a song, be like water. Be like water. I played that in the class. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's very much, that is my, my personal, I guess I should say what I try to aspire to be like, you know, is like that is to let things roll through, let things like a wave. I was actually teaching Imani, my daughter, we were in, um, we were in Mexico recently and we were in the waves and she was talking about, you know, the sets and the different ones. And some of them we would duck under some of them we'd ride. I think we called them rider ducker. And there was something else we did on them. <laughs> and as we're out there, she and I have both been going through a lot of emotions in our lives. And so I was like, gosh, babe, these waves are like our emotions. Can you see how they're like our emotions? And she and I had this whole cool conversation about what they were like and what this one was like from an emotional lens. And it was such a cool. I feel, I feel so grateful for every piece of work and realization that I've had in my life, because I get to just put little droplets into her experience. And I think like, wow, like when you get to be a, you know, as you're growing, like you get, I feel like you're so lucky to have had me go through all my shit because look where you get to look what you get to learn. Right. You're so (laughs) lucky. I'm your mommy. (laughs) She chose you. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and she's a wise little one I feel like I learned just as much from her as she does from me she has this she's she's hilarious but right now she has this thing of like I'm your mom she's like this you know she's a teenager you know she's like I'm your mom and I'm like you know I I play with it you know and then sometimes I'm gonna be like no I'm the fucking mom remember (laughs) Oh boy, I can hardly I can hardly wait. That's no, why I always say when people tell me it gets easier, I'm like, it doesn't get easier. It just graduates to another level of interesting challenge. <laughs> well, what what I, I remember this time, like 18 months, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I remember these times. And what I always said to myself was like, it's going to change before, like, I know you're on the edge. This was like my saying to myself, like, I know you're about to lose it, but it's She's going to change every time she does. Like before you are actually going to lose it, she's going to evolve and she's going right. to change. So it always did when I'm like, oh my God, I can't deal with this anymore. And then like something would change. And I'm like, oh, you actually are napping again. Or, oh, you can put your socks on yourself. Thank God, or oh my gosh, you're going to the potty by your, you know, like, oh, you're out of diapers, or oh my gosh, you're not nursing anymore. You know, like there's always this new level of like, uh, I guess maybe it's it wouldn't be autonomy, but but potentially autonomy and just like, oh yeah, I, I think so. Oh, it is, yeah, it definitely yeah. is for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, always changing. Yeah, gotta. Yeah, you got to remind yourself of that in the moments of like rage and just like walk away, Jessica, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And so what are your and you can have more than two, but what are your I have two core values. So I always ask people, 
what are your two core values or what are your core values? Mm. You know, that's not something I've sat with recently. I feel like I did some core value work a while ago, but (sighs) core values. What are yours? Mine I got from uh, Ram Das tells a story about how his guru told him to love everyone and tell the truth. Mm. So mine, mine are love everyone and tell the truth. And it's not really something I think that you can wrap your mind around. It's something, Mm. and that's what he talks about in the story is that it's something that you just feel. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, Oh, love everyone and tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what you are, but it's really just the awareness of it. Yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I think that would take me some more deep diving. Oh, no, that's but but one of one of them is, is to. I don't want to call it this isn't in a negative way, but do the work. So stay committed to your path of healing, learning, evolving. Um, So do the work and and be fucking responsible for yourself. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like your brash responses. (laughs) <laughs> i love how people I, I told well i don't know if i made an announcement in the podcast or not but i'm like this is not a pg we say fuck that's like my favorite word you can yeah say I whatever you want here i listened to you and Kristen, and i was like oh, okay good i don't I, this is not going to be something <laughs> no <laughs> no i mean we all find our own tribes i figure if people don't like it they can find another tribe yeah. <laughs> and come on if you're a mom and you're not saying fuck what are you doing <laughs> maybe you haven't gotten in touch with your rage yet <laughs> very, very, very tight down. it's so funny when when we were in your class I I didn't really feel any like rage or I was having a good time because I was dancing and stuff and I was really enjoying moving my body but like I wasn't really feeling like any rage or like extreme emotions then but then the next morning I was just like ah oh where's this class I need to be in the class right now totally totally well that is actually one of the things where I feel like the class you can you you, you come as you are you show up and you allow what is real and present to come through you so sometimes it's not actually going to be that emotion you know but finding places in life where you can do that. And so my, one of my favorite places to feel when anger rage specifically comes up is in my car, because the car is like its own little environment. And I love that you can grab the steering wheel and like pull yourself back and arch your back and just scream and let it loose. And it's a place where it's like, it's you in a safe space, and if you need, want music, you can put music on, you know, the, the car is a great place. I, I parked, not usually driving to really release that emotion. I love that. That's, that's a great tip. Cause that's what we're here for is also to share holistic tips for, yeah. for us to like really feel all of this without harming anyone. <laughs> yeah. The car, the car is an epic place. I, the other day, got into, didn't get into it, but something was said that really triggered me. And I felt this, like, you know, what do they say? It's like the straw 
you know, the bridge that brush the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever. Right. Like that. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to fucking lose it. And like, this was a rage. And so I, I was with my daughter, my dad, my friend, my dad's wife. And I was like, I have to get outside. I have to get outside. And so I get outside, I barefoot run outside. And I just, I put my hands on my thighs and I just fucking let it rip. I'm so, I don't know what their neighbors thought. I don't, I didn't care. I was like, you know what? You're so rageful, angry that you just go black and you can't see anything. And you're right. Like, yeah. And I just like, let it rip. And then I was like, I was, I wasn't going to go back and I wasn't ready to talk to anyone yet. And so I was, didn't have my shoes to drive home though. And my friend was inside. I had to get her. So I <laughs> let enough out not in like the environment of everyone. I let enough out, gone back and got her. And then I had moved through it and I had done some processing. And then by that afternoon, I was able to have the conversation that I needed to have that really drew a boundary that, um, that made it. So I, you know, I respected and honored myself. That is so perfect. It's like a met a form of meditation, but just, it's a different type of medicine. Yeah. It's emotional alchemy. I like to call it. even better because when we hold when we hold those emotions in um it can cause disease they get stored in the body in the nervous system and while we don't always have the perfect space to release the emotions um it is important that we do process any trauma um otherwise it will lead to you know degradation and um disease in the body right Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just helps us sort of wake up like, Oh, your body's trying to tell you something. There's something Mm -hmm. going on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so are there any current favorite reads or listens along those? Well, it doesn't have to be along that topic, but it sounds like that is something that you're very into at the moment. I'm trying to look at what is the name of this book? It's called, I don't have it right here. It's on trauma and it's called something trauma, but one of my favorites, cause I can't remember the name of that right, right now is, um, healing myths, healing magic Ooh. by Donald Epstein. It's not in print anymore. So you can find them at like used bookstores or maybe on Amazon, they're way too overpriced, but, um, it's breaking the spell of old illusions and reclaiming our power to heal. It's an epic book. Um, Donald Epstein created um, something called network spinal analysis and which is a form of chiropractic, but it's not cracking. It's um, it's energetic work. Yeah, no, I've had some work with that. It's beautiful. Okay. Awesome. And then, and then with that is the somatic respiratory integration was, which is breath work. You can find that on YouTube. You can do it on your own. There's great tutorials. Um, so those have been network spinal analysis and somatic respiratory integration have been huge, huge pieces of my healing journey. And this book, yeah. Well, and so where can people find you if they want to, you know, be, be on a journey with you on their healing journey? Cause it sounds like you are also helping people through their healing journeys. Yeah. So I am currently just teaching the loud somatic experiences live. 
I'm trying to figure out, can I teach them virtually? Um, so social media. So right now just Facebook and, uh, Instagram, I have a website, um, getting created right now. And then I'm also about to launch a podcast with a friend of mine. Now this name was not chosen by me. He is a man, but the name that we've, that he's come to is men are stupid. And the first <laughs> At least a man is saying it. Thank God. Well, that's what, well that was actually the first, the, our first recording was about that. Cause I had issue with the name. I'm like, dude, men aren't going to want to listen to a podcast called men are stupid. And he's like, well, if it was you and like another girlfriend, another girlfriend, you're right. They wouldn't, but this is me. And yes, we're going to have a female perspective. And he also has another, um, another man that he wants to do like guest, um, appearances on, and we'll bring in, you know, specialists and other men and stuff as well. But, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And, (laughs) and then I'm planning, I'm, I'm planning to move to Mexico. And so I'll also be doing retreats and experiences there. I love it. Well, yeah, we'll post all your info in the show notes, your future website and all of your social media and everything. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited about all the things that you have in store in the future and retreats. I would love to go to one of those. I'll wait for that. Come to Mexico. Maybe we'll have a nanny or something because, you know, I also have a a deep passion for empowering uh, single parents. It's been my journey and it's fucking hard. Um, And having a community and having people who've been there before you, you know, who've done it and say it can be done, you know, and these are my tips and my tricks. If you just want to cry on my shoulder, like I'm here, you know, I think that's such an important piece um, to the whole thing. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I thank you so much for joining me. Is there any last thing that you'd like to add? (sighs) No. I think you got all my nuggets for today. (laughs) There were some really good ones. I think this was a really fun, fun chat. It was your questions were great and took me to, took me to good, not to good places, but took me to places where um, I could really touch on some stuff that I feel like I've healed and learned in this lifetime. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Yes. Thank you. Love. Love Bye. Bye. For more inspired content, Real Raw Mama Moments, holistic tips, technologies, and tools, follow us at Real Raw Mama on Instagram and visit realrawmama.com. To claim your free seven keys to optimizing your health, wealth, freedom, and happiness, go to embracewhoyouare.com. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss a Real Raw episode. And... I want you to remember, you're the chosen one, we all are.